You're listening to episode 115 of the 200 Churches Podcast. A hashtag is that number sign above the, the, the number three on your keyboard. And the hashtag is something that people can follow. I'm serious, Johnny. There are plenty. Johnny's laughing me. at me. My, they can't. my head is in my There hands. are pastors that don't have any clue what we're talking about with hashtag. It took me like two and a half years to figure out what a hashtag was and stop your laughing. Johnny's laughing at us, <laughs> us older pastors. Okay, so go so if you go, go to if you went to if you did this on Twitter, yeah, okay, dot com, yeah, dot com. If you go to Twitter, www.com. W dot, yes, <laughs> yes, okay. Welcome to the Two Hundred Churches podcast, where every Wednesday we produce a fresh episode of ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. Now here are two guys who, like you, serve in the trenches of small church ministry: the Fender and Gibson of ministry podcasts. Rock out, guys! Jeff and Johnny. This is the Two Hundred Churches podcast. I'm Johnny Craig, and as always, I'm in the studio with the man, the Reverend Katie. Ooh, the Reverend! I like that. Johnny, so nice to be in the studio with you today. We are recording. This is this is the closest to live we'll ever do. This is it's kissing close. We're, we're recording on three thirty one fifteen for April first, twenty fifteen. No, oh fool. my goodness, it's April Fools! Tomorrow is April Fools. Oh, I hadn't even thought about it. I know we could have done something, you know. It would have been gag-filled. Yeah. Today we got Rick Warren on the podcast. <laughs> Just pulling your leg. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, that's good, yeah. <laughs> he oh was my. all like, you small churches, for sure. Let's talk to him. Why does Rick I'm Warren sorry, sound like Rick. Goofy? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He's a little Goofy. Oh, He's like that, that guy in Chicago. Uh, for the record, I'm J.K. I know the guy's yeah. name. No, 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 no. You said Rick Warren's a little goofy. He is a little goofy. Somebody's going to be offended by oh that. Goodness. I'm a little goofy. You're a little goofy. Okay, there we go. If you're offended, you're probably also a little goofy. That's okay. Wow. Did I just double offend that person? April Fools. <laughs> I think we're filling out the day just with our personalities. Perfect. Everybody has officially turned off the podcast now. Today is a no guest podcast. It just. Just the two of us. Lucky you. Lucky me. No, Lucky I'm not going to do it. You always try to get me to do it. I'm not going to do no, it. just you and I. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is just the two of us. And it is 4.05 Central Standard Time. Yep. So I'm just saying it is close to live because I leave at 5 and then that's it. We, you don't see me again until tomorrow. We have, we have episode after episode saved up right now that yeah. we could throw up. We're putting them in the bank. Yeah. That's phenomenal. So we are going to do, uh, yeah, we're just doing this for tomorrow, and we are talking about something, Johnny. Johnny, you came up with this topic. I did. And you accused me, accused me vociferously and viciously, viciously, <laughs> that I would... Viciously. Yeah, you said that I, I would... I walked into your office and I said, hey, how long did you uh, prep that last podcast? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I I told you to go in your office yeah. and outline our next podcast, yes. and you accused me, viciously accused me, of lacerating, physically oh, lacerating your word. notes what is, every time you come up with something. I come up with an outline, and then I hand it to you, and, and I you just look start at it shredding and you it. slash it. Yeah. So this one I haven't shredded. I think this is good. I think well, this is really good. And This is the first time for everything. Well, being April... <laughs> there, there is. <laughs> being April 1st, this is something. 
that we should be thinking about as churches? Uh, for our church, absolutely. I don't know that every church is the same seasons as we do. I'm assuming it's fairly common to to have the same seasons that we do. North but, of the Mason Dixon line, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but then there's, but then even in the South, even if there's good weather, if you got a college town. There's the school year. Yeah, you're going to have the same type of situation. So what we're talking about, we're talking about finishing well in this church year, so that we can start the next church year, end of the summer, close to the fall, a lot better. Bingo. It without without starting from a dead stop with absolutely no inertia. But a lot of times it feels like we come and we come to the end of the spring and we're wrapping up our uh, programs. We're wrapping up, you know, around here we got college program, junior high, senior high, children's. You know, you have your programs, and you wrap them all up for the summer and put a nice bow on it and park your car. And you park the church and just say, we're going to be open on Sundays. And then like 11 people show up because they're all on vacation. And so we just park it. And then three months later, we try to get in and we find out that things are running a little rough. And you got you, you to kind of push it down a hill to get it started sometimes. So I thought, what if we f- instead finished in a way where we were continuing momentum, even though we're going through our dead months, right? Our slow time, whatever you want to say. Even though we're going through that period, we're still maintaining some momentum, and that allows us to get rolling in the fall even better. See, and, and again, we don't know where your church is and what kind of a you know, seasonal cycle you have. But for us, after Memorial Day, uh, it's every man for himself <laughs> yeah. and every woman and child for themselves Absolutely. until about Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Because we live in the cold north central part of the country, and when the weather gets better, people go. People go, and it's a college town, and we and have a lot a col- of college yeah. students, and they're gone. And they're gone. They're just they all go home after the first week of May. Their history. Yeah, we have some college students that come back to the church, but obviously, you know, it doesn't replace the the sheer volume of students exactly. that take off. Exactly. So how do you keep how do you keep some momentum in your church over the summer? that somehow you're not starting from a dead standstill right. at the end of August, first part of September, and you've got some ideas. I've got some ideas. And and the first one is you need to celebrate the wins that you've had. So when when you're coming into this, don't just don't just come in and say, and that's all, folks, and then stop. You're talking about bringing... Bringing this church year to a wrap-up, to a conclusion. Yeah, by, ce- by, by celebrating, by leaving a good taste in everybody's mouth. And, and I, maybe some of you are hearing me say this and s- backing up a little bit and saying, celebrate? What are you, we're the church, like, what do you want to, yeah, celebrate. Celebrate good times, come good, on. Oh my word, <laughs> good things happen. <laughs> good things happen in your church. Uh, in fact, amazing things happen in your church. What happened in your church this year? How many, you know, how many uh, lives were changed? And not numbers, right? But just celebrating stories, celebrating um, positive things that happen. How, you know, we've had how many kids come to our children's program this year? And you know, we do we uh, we do a program where you have an awards ceremony at the end, and you give out awards for different you know participation and all these kinds of things. You know, having celebrations like that on a Sunday, that that last Sunday, maybe that last Sunday before Memorial Day, you say. Here's here's some facts and figures about the year that was. Johnny, let me stop you. You hate it when I do this. No, I don't. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, when you stop me, yeah, I do when hate I when you, you stop me. Oh, well, what would you think I was talking about? <laughs> I thought you were going to say you hate when I th- when you celebrate, and oh, I was like, no, no, I think no, it's no. Phenomenal when you celebrate. No, but two times you said how many, 
I'm sorry. And now you're talking about facts and figures. So facts let's, and figures let's are read. fun. No, they're not for small <laughs> churches. They're heartbreaking for some what? small churches. No. We are the 200 Churches podcast. Your church is doing nothing good we in this school year? can't be holding the mirror up to people and saying, how many people are standing behind okay. you in the mirror? I'm sorry if I said how many. Okay, so here's, let me redirect this. What could we celebrate? How about we celebrate, one of the things now we celebrate is service. Who has served? Bingo. Who has stepped forward and gotten involved? And what's their story? I say we cel- we celebrate some stories from the past year yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what is the story of this ministry? What was the story of the worship ministry? What was the story of the of the work of the deacons, yeah. you know, or the trustees and what did they do around the building and you know, it is hard for some of us and I'm one of these people. It is hard for me to see the things that I should celebrate with our people. Yes. For some reason, I just you know, everything's no big deal. Everything is you should be doing it anyway. So what do you want? A medal or a chest to pin it on? I guess I've never noticed that you you aren't good at giving <laughs> affirmation, Jeff. Now that you say it, that's surprising news to me. Wow. Well, thanks, Johnny. <laughs> that makes me feel better, you liar. <laughs> yes. So for this some doesn't of come us, naturally to you. It, sure. It doesn't. And and I'm saying that if we would just sit for just a moment, we don't have to do the whole journal meditation thing. But just sit for a moment and think, look, maybe look through, think look about through the list of the people in our church. What do you call those things? Directories. Look through our directory and just say, hey, what, what are the stories? Mm-hmm. What, are, what are the lives? What are the wins? What are some wins for the That year? we can celebrate. Yeah. And hey, it may be numbers. It may be, you know what? Man, God has supplied us with more money this year than we had last year, and we don't really know. You know how that happened, but praise God. Hours of service. Some numbers yeah. are not about size. Some numbers are positive right. things. How many hours we did this? How many of you know? How many people were served? That's a that's a very positive number. You know the celebrate good times. Come on. Yeah. How, how often do we hear that song around election time? <laughs> oh jeez. Right. And, oh yeah. And we never do. We we rarely do that. Right. In a lot of our churches. But I think if we do it then we leave that positive feeling with people. Affirmation. Affirmation. And then when they come back in the fall, they're like, man, this is a church that does things. This is a church that is is doing things that are worth celebrating, and we're excited to get back into it. and And if something happens at our church that's worth celebrating, we might celebrate it. Yeah. Somebody might notice. So, you know, just talking about this, Johnny, yeah, I gotta do better at this. I personally... Sure have to open my eyes a little wider to see the things that are going on. And I think I think I do this okay one-on-one with certain people, but with the people that I feel like, hey, they need the affirmation right, right now. Right, right, right. I'm an encourager, right? I want to encourage them. We don't brag on but our like, church I don't think you need affirmation. I think you're just fine. You're one of the pastors, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do a fantastic job. You do a great job. You know that. <laughs> you know I love you. You know I appreciate you. Yeah. What do I got to tell you, you for? Don't, have to, don't worry about it. Holy cow, man. Don't worry I know about you're it. an affirmation junkie, but <laughs> I don't want to feed your habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we should do that as leaders yeah. of churches. Exactly. And that would really help. Take some of, because you know what the worst thing is. This is you're right. The worst thing is when you've been you've been in a group and you've been all in on the group, and you're excited about what happened, and it comes to an end, and you're kind of waiting for a grade from the teacher. Yeah, and they don't even look at your paper. They don't even grade your last few assignments, Third. and it's just kind of like. Bleh. 
You're done. And you're like, come on. You didn't even look. Yeah. I did a great job, and you didn't even see it. It's, it's, I, it's deflating. No gold star. Yeah. So let's not do that. That's a really good one, Johnny. So, celebrate. Oh, oh, thank you. Celebrate wins. What's, what's, what's next on my list? Well, <laughs> the next thing on your list is, is periodically throughout the summer is to communicate the vision for the future. I think that's such a big thing. And I think that comes natural after celebrating a win. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can, you can every time you come back to that communication of the vision, you can revisit the wins in the past, right? This, this is what hap- has happened well, and so this is how we're going to prepare for next year. So um, thinking about, you know, what, where is your church going next year? Are, are you launching a new program? Are you launching some new group? Are you, you know, maybe your church is launching small groups. So you can say, uh, we're celebrating the wins. Here's all the hours of service we had, or here's how many people were served. Next year, we're launching small groups, and we're excited because that's going to enable people to serve even more, and that's going to enable people to do even more of that type of service. That's an example. It can be anything. Whatever your church is getting ready to do in the future, whatever it is in the fall that you get pumped up for, maybe you need to recruit some volunteers for your children's ministry. Well, talk about wins from last year and then cast the vision for that future. So yeah, you're in the summer where nothing is happening. You're just sitting around staring at the walls. You know what I mean? But you can still talk about the things that did happen and the things that are going to happen and keep people really excited. It reminded me of David, right? He came and he said, I killed the lion. Woohoo! I took care of the bear. I killed the bear. Woohoo! Yeah. And I am going to cut your head off, Goliath. So he celebrated the wins. And then he's, and then he cast some vision. Yeah, he immediately (laughs) cast the vision. Yeah. And then he blurs Goliath's vision to death. Oh. And then. He cuts his head off. Oh wow! If your children are listening, we're sorry. Yeah, this is bad. That's the especially that's the, in our current climate, right? PG thirteen version. You know, you think about what David did. So, so you celebrate the wins. You cast vision for the next season. Yeah. of your church's uh, year. Whatever. And, yeah. Uh, and then, what do you do, Johnny? What's something else you could do? I think this one is this one is the hardest for us to do. And can potentially feel the cheesiest, okay? But I think it's still valuable. Create a thread that will run through for us the summer, right? So I'll just say the summer. A thread that will run through the summer that you can use to pull people back in in the fall. And so the two things that I have down here are you could use a a reading plan. You could say, here's a summer reading plan, a Bible reading plan. And you can even say, and here's some books that you could read. You know, you go, you're going on vacation. Here's a good book. Here's a Bible reading plan. Come back with us, listen online and come back with us in the fall, you know, and you'll be, you'll have kept up with us. This is good for our students who are literally gone all summer. Absolutely. Not, not everybody in your church is going to be gone all summer long. And they get to keep up. And a lot of our students say to us, man, I feel like this is my home church and now I got to go home for the summer. Right. You know, and this keeps us connected with those students who are, uh, who are going home, but feel like we're their home church. And the other thing I have is a hashtag. And now this is where you can potentially get cheesy, but here was my thinking on it. I like this. Say, uh, say you're not going to be in church this summer. You know, you're going on vacation this week. You're going out of town that week. You know, say we got 12 weeks in the summer. Maybe you're only going to be church eight of those weeks, whatever it is. When you're not around, why don't you hashtag what you're doing that Sunday instead? So hashtag churchcation, whatever the name of your church, Trinity vacation or whatever the name of your church is, whatever you say, hashtag church vacation. And, uh, 
then we'll we'll show some of these on Sunday mornings, right? If people start doing it and it catches on, then on Sunday mornings we can all look and say, "Oh, look, Roger is uh, Roger went to whatever Spain this summer and hashtag yeah. church vacation," and it's almost like you're keeping up with people through this hashtag. And if if people actually do it, it could be a really cool thing for people to ke- keep up, and then you could even do it from your church, right? Uh, here's what we're speaking on this morning, hashtag church vacation. Here's, you know what I'm saying? And keeping everything kind of fresh with this hashtag throughout the summer. So for my, my older brethren who are listening. And don't and have my, any idea what I'm talking my about. My older sisters who are listening and don't have any idea. Yeah. Twitter.com. Tw- did you really? I did. Twitter. Facebook also uses hashtags. Are, are you serious? I I'm did not say, yeah, know that. You, it's trending. Yeah, you can make a hashtag on Facebook and see it trending the same I way. I did not know that. For sure, man. And okay. Instagram, you can okay. also hashtag. So a hashtag is that number sign above the, the, the number three on your keyboard. And the hashtag is something that people can follow. I'm serious, Johnny. There are plenty. They Johnny's laughing me. at me. My, they can't. my head is in my head. There are pastors that don't have any clue what we're talking about with hashtag. It took me like two and a half years to figure out what a hashtag was and stop your laughing. Johnny's laughing at us, <laughs> us older pastors. Okay. So go so if you go, go to if you went to if you did this on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Dot com. Yeah. Dot com. If you go to Twitter. Com. W dot. Yes. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. And if you've got a Twitter account, right, you, you post your status and you do that number sign followed by what's the word you're going to use for your church? Our church is Dover. We might just say Dover Vacation. Dover Hashtag vacation. Dover Vacation. And then everybody who cares can search for any tweet. Yeah, that has the hashtag Dover Vacation in it. Yep, and it and will work the j- same way on Facebook and Instagram. Fa- Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Okay. That see, I didn't even know that across platforms. Okay, across platforms. So this is a great way to just stay connected. We're talking about staying connected. We're talking about yeah. relationships and staying connected in relationships. Actually, using technology to do it. And I don't want to hear that Jesus didn't use hashtags and Jesus never had Facebook. Well, of and, course. And Paul never <laughs> Paul never used email. Okay, that's a, that's right. a weird argument. Well, now I've heard people say this stuff. Oh, before, okay. Yeah. And it's and, and and it's silly. No, they use the technology of their day. We should use the te- and this right. this particular feature of these uh, of of these uh, what do you call them platforms? Platforms. Social media thank you. platforms. These social yeah. media platforms. This particular feature, I think, is so cool. You can use this to so connect helpful. people. It is so helpful. Yeah, because absolutely. you could do you can do a hashtag, uh, a little sign that is just for your church. And let me say this: young people, if they go on trips a lot, uh, it's a very common thing to create a hashtag for right. your trip. Why? Yep. You might say, "Why? What's the point of that?" Well, because you can go back and click that hashtag and see every picture of your trip then. Because it, it it categorizes things for you automatically. And so we went on a trip with another couple a few years ago. Quick anecdote. Yep. And we were all for taking pictures and putting this hashtag. Well, to this day, I can go back and click that hashtag and see all those pictures. Of, of multiple people. Of multiple people. All of you of were all doing of it. So the hashtag idea, you might think it's stupid. That's totally fine. But think of something. Think of some sort of thread that you're going to use. You're going to run it through the summer with, it, with them, and you're going to use it to pull people back in. And a relational thread, I think the reading plan is huge, but I think a relational thread is, is equally helpful. So that's all about finishing strong, but you also have to rev back up and start well. So what are you going to do in your off season to start 
well? In the down season, well, we have to spend part of the down season, part of the summer, the slow summer months, communicating upcoming events, communicating the things that are going to happen first at the end of August, first part of September. So we might have to put together some communication pieces. Absolutely. Right? We may, and, and some of these, again, if, you've, if you're communicating with younger people, some of these have to be online communication pieces. Sure. We have, we have a listener who puts together a little blog a little sermon blog every week to prep people for the next message. Right. And what a phenomenal tool. You know, this guy just yep. sits he sits in front of his computer, he shoots this thing. It's great. It lets people keep up with what's happening at his church. I think it's phenomenal. You can do that. If you have a computer that was made in the last four years. Six, four, five, six years, <laughs> it has a little camera on the front. I know yeah. maybe you didn't know they're watching you, but there's a camera in the front. <laughs> you too can shoot an internet video. And use it to tell people about what's coming up. Upload it to YouTube. Yeah. Can you use a hashtag on YouTube, YouTube.com, I think. YouTube.com. I don't know if you can hashtag YouTube. I have no idea. You, you don't know that can. yet? I don't know. I'm oh sure you can. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm Isn't it? You, can. you can't. Maybe on the YouTube, you can do that. <laughs> this is devolving. We are losing. It is, it is devolving, right but but communicating events that are coming up. This is so important. And communicating through the summer and thinking about building it this anticipation. Way. If you have people who are not there every week, and you communicate it one week, you think, oh, I've communicated. Yeah, uh-uh. but to how many of your people? Uh uh-uh. Who missed that because you didn't keep on communicating? Yeah. And so with regularity, you know, I've realized more and more and more. Sometimes I think I got to be annoying people. I have to be annoying people at this point. I do this college I do this college service. We do it at a coffee shop here in town. And I I feel like I email about it, I Facebook about it, I make a little video about it every week. I'm like all the time I'm talking about it. And then a student came to me and said, Hey, where where is that service? And I just felt like, Really? <laughs> How do you not know that? <laughs> Are you I, on planet Earth? <laughs> I've said it one thousand times. But look, the reality is yeah. you say it a thousand and one. Yes, so communicating, communicating, building anticipation, absolutely, and, and again using different social media platforms, putting it on your church Facebook yep. page. Yeah, you ought to have a church Twitter too, if you if you can do that. If a nothing Twitter account. else, yeah, if nothing else, your Facebook page should keep people engaged over the summer. What, what do you think? If okay, let's say a pastor does not have, they don't even have a Facebook page yet. Let's say they were going to do a Facebook page, or let's say they have a Facebook page, but they don't have a Twitter account. They don't have a What's the picture one? Instagram. Ay, ay, ay. We I'm don't, getting old. We don't an, Instagram an Instagram account. Yeah. Okay. What, which one should they pick first? A Facebook. Twitter account? Uh, Facebook. Because yeah, everybody's after on Facebook. It. Oh, after Facebook? Yeah. Oh, man. Twitter account or Instagram account? I'd, my personal would be Instagram. Because Instagram is pictures. Because Instagram is pictures. You can tell stories that you can't really... I mean, on Twitter, I suppose you can tweet a picture, but I would say Instagram. When you... When you uh, Use Instagram. You put up a picture. You can put a caption. Yep. Is there a limit to how many? How I don't many letters think you can so. do a caption. It's not like Twitter. It's, it's oh, a ton more than 160. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I don't think there's any limit. Okay. So you put up a picture. Yep. Yeah. That's put up a great. caption. You're great. So, th- so anyway, there's three communication. There's yeah. three social media platforms. Yeah. That you could use and use it. Use it to keep people engaged over that down season, so you can bring them back when you're r- ramping things back up. I also have take time to personally plan so that's you planning you sitting down at your desk or at your coffee shop or wherever you like to go and literally planning things out for the next year now duh you're like duh johnny of course yeah but duh really do it because i can say this to myself all day till i'm blue in the face johnny you need to sit down and plan but then i have to actually plan and not just 
That's a nightmare. Surf the internet for a day. You know, like we've all wasted days away. Don't waste your time. You need to plan. And then also I have under the same heading, create a core team. And now this is something if you're launching something new, but it doesn't even have to be something new. Maybe you're just trying to revive excitement about something. Maybe you're trying to revive excitement about an evening service. You can do that. Maybe maybe you want to flip your Wednesday night prayer service to be a little bit more interesting. Well, you should start with a core team of people and you can use the summer to get that team of people together and start to get them prepared. So you can personally plan and then you can get that core team together to start planning out what you're going to get going on in the next season. This is the work area right here. Oh yeah. You know, you were talking about ha- we we were both talking about happy things 10 minutes ago. Now we're talking about actual work because in the summertime, in the off season, whatever off season it is for you, right. it is sometimes hard to communicate with people and to communicate with more than one person at a time, either in small groups or in a, a larger group at, at your church. In terms of core teams, you know, so many people on your team, they're, they're off in the off season, they're off on vacation or traveling yeah. or doing something else. So this takes real intentionality to be working with those core teams so that when when they come together for their, you know, hey, it's time to go, it's time to put the ministry plan in action, the, the rubber's going to meet the road, it's not like, oh, I've been out of it for the last three months, what are we even doing? You know, so to sometimes they may be far away, but... 20 years ago, maybe. We, but you got email. Right. You got... Cell phones. You have yeah. I was at I was at a lady's house today. Her daughter and son-in-law are in South Africa, and she is getting daily emails with photos from her daughter on what their family is doing, and they're involved in some kind of a mission. It's crazy. Every single day, she's seeing it. All I mean, almost live as it's happening with descriptions and explanations and pictures. Yeah, there's no reason why we can't communicate. We just have to have that plan to communicate. I I think creating opportunities to cast vision to the larger audience. And th- this is a little bit different than an events or programs driven. Like this isn't, hey, in the fall, we're going to blank, blank, blank. This is more about talking about your core, your core ideas about ministry. And you can use this to segue into any type of talking about a specific program that you want. So here at our church, for example, a couple weeks ago, we did a podcast. We talked about the blocks. Love is at the bottom, then you have relationship, service, and worship above that, and then you have some more blocks above that. That is our overarching vision, and our ministries fit within that vision. That's the goal, at least. We're not perfect at that, but that's the big, that's the big idea. And so I think that we just have to, over that summer, don't let people forget what you're about as a church. Don't get into a sermon series about First Thessalonians and forget what your vision is a church because you're chewing on your dry toast every week. Now, I'm not saying First Thessalonians is dry, but I'm saying don't get so sucked into a sermon series or the summer mood. And around here, the mood is very like, well, I got to I got to do this because it has to get done. But, you know, nothing's really happening around here. So I'm not that excited. Don't get sucked into that. You still need to keep people I guess, strong on the vision that you're having so that your ministries all still make sense. And again, it's, you know, it's, if, if it's three months and they don't hear, they don't hear the mission of your church, they don't hear the vision of your church for three months, 
you know, it, it's going to leak, right? Vision leaks. We know that it all it yes. just kind of evaporates, and we forget it. Yep. And so, take these opportunities during the summer through whether it's a newsletter, whether it's a whether it's a info email. Uh, whether it's a Sunday message, whether it's a special church picnic and you're going to do yeah. something, just a, just a few minutes of reminding people, you know, for our church, it's the fact that we are chasing authentic relationships with God and with each other yeah. all the time. I mean, that's, that's our vision to have authentic relationships. That's what's important. So that means we, that, that, that has a huge impact on how we treat each other. Yeah. And that, that foundational bottom level of boxes is love. And love is how we are to interact and communicate and live together. Those things are very easy to communicate. Yep. But we have to be intentional you to just do have that to keep doing it. during the off season. That's right. What else, Johnny? What else do you have for us? I think the last thing about what you do in your off season that helps you start strong when your next season comes is to check in on those threads. So we talked about dropping those threads, and I talked about the reading plan and the hashtags. Check in on those throughout the uh, check in on those throughout the summer. For again, for us, the summer, and say, hey, on Sunday morning, here's a couple slides. And I'm dead serious about this. On a, on Sunday morning, put up some pictures from Instagram on the slides and say, oh, here's people who have hashtagged this. Now, the people who are sitting in your auditorium that week, not only do they feel connected to the people whose pictures you're posting up on the wall, but they now also, when they go on their vacation in two weeks, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to be like, I want to be featured in the announcements. Yeah, and yeah. This sounds so I'm sure this sounds silly because I feel silly saying it, but I actually think that this is really a phenomenal and easy thing to do that really will, or at least has the potential to, keep people interested and engaged in the idea of church even during a season where not much is happening with church we are at that point in our culture where the technology and maybe this has been true for a while but in in particularly as it relates to ministry where the technology has gone way past our understanding of it as ministry leaders yes it's it would be so easy for us to stay connected but so many of us don't know how to do it and don't realize it's so easy. And actually, if we just if we just spent an hour, an hour of an afternoon working through a YouTube tutorial video on using uh, Instagram or on using sure. Twitter or how to use a hashtag, you know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and all of a sudden we could stay connected with our people. We could teach our people how to stay connected. We're, I mean, I think we're at a critical uh, a critical spot in our culture for us to catch up with that technology so we could use it to the advantage of our ministry. Here's what I would say. If you believe communication is important, then you need to be using technology to communicate because you standing up on your platform one day a week and communicating is not enough. Uh-uh. No, it it's isn't. not even close to enough. It, and, and Johnny, why isn't it? I have an idea, but why are you saying that? Like, Specifically, why isn't it close to being enough? Well, I think it's not even close to being enough because, A, not everybody's there on that Sunday morning. Okay, And True. that's a huge thing. Another piece is because more than ever, people are ADD. And I, and I don't mean that in like a literal, like, you have ADD sense, but I'm just saying, you say it on a Sunday morning, I don't remember it. But if I see you say it on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and on a Sunday morning, now it's starting to ring true to me. Things need to be repeated. And especially for my generation, hearing it one time on a Sunday morning 
Yeah, good luck. No and, way. And why that's true for me as a as an older guy, right? I think that when, and when I was 30 or when I was 20, okay, 30 something years ago, if I said it on a Sunday, during the week, my people, they're not hearing a whole lot of other stuff. Oh, sure. They might turn on ABC, NBC, CBS in an evening, watch their half-hour, hour show. We've got too much noise. We've got so much yeah. noise today. We have so many texts and notifications and everything coming into our lives. It just zips right out of your brain. Yeah, all day. So if you say something on yeah. a Sunday one time and there's no, there's no redundancy to the message, nope. there's no alignment of of redundant uh, deliveries of that same message, it, you're, yeah, our people, they've got, wait, they've got a blizzard of information <laughs> yeah, coming at do. them every single week. Yeah, so, for sure. So we just, we're in week five of our six-week online course. Yeah. Right, Johnny, that you and I, mm-hmm. we, we recorded it. Every week there's a new video lecture, a video interaction that you and I present to them, and then there's some notes, and then there's some questions for them on the forums. Yeah. You know, what I'm thinking, and it'll be interesting when we get together with everybody and we do the Q&A time as a large group because we've never had all these people together at once. No. To ask them, you know, what was – to me, I feel like we're in front of our people right now more than we've ever been. They can hear us throughout the week. Yeah. You know, through these lectures. They hear us on the weekends. Are they sick of us yet? Uh, yeah, are they? But they're getting twice as much exposure as they normally get. Yeah, for sure. You know, twice as much. So by doing that, all of a sudden, we have doubled we have doubled our interaction time mm-hmm. with our people. Now, it's okay to do it on video because they already know us. <laughs> sure. Right? They already sure. know us. We're yeah. not some talking head. That the only thing they know about us is what they're seeing on the video. I think it's a big difference from saying we're going to, as a church, watch a video that somebody else oh, has made. Absolutely, I think it's a huge difference. I mean, are there better videos than what we've done? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, a few. I mean, there's a, there's a few of them, <laughs> but our people don't know them. Two or three. They no, and yeah, and they're not going to watch those. They don't know these people. No, nope. they know us. They trust us. So as they watch Most of it. Them. Well, yeah, <laughs> some of them do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they watch it, though, they already have the context. Yeah. They already have the relationship and the framework to hear it in. Yeah. So that's been that's a way that we've been using technology to really try to you know put, build into the lives of our people. Yeah. When we can't all be together. Absolutely. And I think it's it's I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying actually watching it and watching the forums and hearing what people are saying. Now, in the future, we may have more people involved. We may have more involvement on the forums as people kind of get used to this weird way of Of learning. Right. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear what you have done in the past to try to keep momentum going throughout your down season. Do you always just park your car and just leave it there for three months, two months, whatever your down season is? Or do you try things? Have you tried things in the past? And I'd like to hear about that. Leave a comment on this blog. Uh, If you have a good idea, you probably subscribe only through iTunes anyway, so maybe you don't even see this on the blog. Go to 200 Churches and just comment on this blog. 200churches.com. April 1st, yeah. April 1st. And so, .com, yeah, I'm sorry. They have to www. Dot com. It's a two and a zero and a zero. Okay. And uh, wow. you comment something. Because I, w- I really would. We'd love to hear what you guys have done in the past uh, to keep that momentum going through the summer. Jeff, I'm done talking. I feel like I've talked 
so much this episode. You like? I think you've talked sixty-seven percent. I don't of the like episode. that. I don't like that at all. Actually, I don't feel like you have. Okay, good. No. Um, the uh, let's say I got one of these readers here. It's an app that actually shows how long each of us talk. <laughs> you've talked for yeah no i don't have that don't we wish we had one of oh those. that'd be phenomenal um, no johnny i think that this you know this was your topic it's april 1st as this is coming out so you're probably I'm most of you listen to this the first half of april it's not too early to start no. thinking about how you can retain momentum no and not start from a dead stop yeah. in august and september this is when you need not to too early now's yep. the time to think about it uh remember it doesn't matter what size your church is. God has put you there as the pastor, and you are there to love and to serve your people. And as a pastor, I hope that you haven't forgotten your calling, you know, that you don't just see yourself as just some other person in some other role in some office with certain people. I mean, you have we, we all have such a great opportunity to make a difference in the lives of people every week. So go for it this weekend. You've got a fresh weekend. You haven't, you and I haven't messed up this coming weekend yet, but don't worry though. There's still time, but seriously, go for it. Love your people, teach your people, affirm them. And we want you to know, Johnny and I want you to know that we love you and are cheering you on as a small church pastor. And uh, you're doing a great job and you're in a great position. So thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe at 200churches.com and receive the guy's free PDF download called Our 7 Favorite Ministry Resources. You can count on us to be back next Wednesday with another brand new shiny episode just for you. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love the people in your 200 church.